0: turned up or are myself we're we're, we're uh, Am I on you're on all right
1: what is this trivial this, this what this day is, is the it? one we do is trivial? this thursday yeah
0: today is thursday june 13th 2019 at 5 56 p.m this is episode 38 this is trivial
1: yep my it's, name is casey uh, it's will
0: my name is casey my name's will this is trivial um hi guys what's up sorry about the weight I just edited and posted uh, 37. Uh, it took embarrassingly too long, Everyone considering knows. the amount of job I have, which is zero. So I, I just want to apologize off the top.
1: So this is 38, but uh, it's got some cart chilling. <laughs> I don't know any 38s. Oh, off the here top we go. <laughs> no 38s. No. Oh,
0: did you hear that? Did you hear that crack in the background? I am drinking a Wormtown Brewery Bee Hoppy ipa six and a half alcohol by volume 70 ibu it's very delicious
1: which is i'm drinking the same thing but it's they're opening a new brewery in patriot place
0: yeah right down the road foxborough
1: yeah and so i've heard rumors that also shovel town which is an Easton, that's my jam right there that's moving that's opening up a new uh foxborough location love shovel town
0: Love Shovel Town. Official sponsors of the uh, the Trivial Podcast.
1: So I'm going right into the lightning round. <laughs> Keep our choo listeners choo choo choo. very interested. All right, lightning round. Lightning round this time is characters from sitcoms. All right. You name the character, or no, I say the character name. And I say the show. And you say the show. How many are there? There's 10. All right. You're going to get <laughs> 70%. All right, all right. Ready? Sean Hunter.
0: Sean Hunter is from uh, Boy Meets World. That is correct.
1: <laughs> Mimi Bobek. That's a uh, Drew Carey show. That is correct. <laughs> Thurston Howell. Thurston Howell. That's the uh,
0: uh, Gilligan's Island. He was the millionaire. That's correct.
1: <laughs> Mister Tuttle. <laughs> Mister Tuttle. Mr. Tuttle. I'll skip that one for now. Oh, yeah, you will. Alan Harper.
0: Alan Harper. Alan Harper. I'll skip that one, too. Oh,
1: okay. Ryan Howard. Oof. See, these are getting <laughs> how- harder. <laughs> no, it's very generic names. These are harder. Uh, I'll skip that one, too. It's like Jen Johnson. <laughs> yeah. um, Niles Crane. Oh, that's, uh, that's uh, Frazier. Yep. Harry Stone.
0: Harry Stone. That's Night Court. (laughs) All right.
1: Uh, Ben Seaver. Ben Seaver is um, Growing Pains. Yep. Carol Lambert.
0: Carol Lambert. Lambert. (laughs) Carol Lambert. Carol Lambert. Lambert. I'm going to skip that one.
1: All right, well, that's it.
0: That's it? So what was the Mr. Tuttle was the first one I skipped? Mr. Tuttle. Mr. Tuttle. So how many did I get right? You
1: got I got six. I got six, and I skipped four. No, you got seven, and you skipped three. Which three did I skip? Mr. Tuttle? Mr. Tuttle. Yeah. Alan Harper.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, Ryan Howard and Caroline. So you got So I got six, six. and I skipped four. Okay. My guess was you got seven.
0: seven. All right, so... Mr. Tuttle. God, that rings a bell. That's going to drive me nuts. Mr. Tuttle. I'm going to say Saved by the Bell. <laughs> That's
1: correct. Is it right? Yeah. Oh,
0: look at my you. God. I'm going to take a victory lap on that one. So, I saw
1: you look at your phone.
0: <laughs> so what was the next one?
1: Alan Harper.
0: Alan Harper. Alan Harper is from give me can you give me a decade sure uh 2000s 2000s yep alan harper uh how i met your mother no it's two and a half men Gaw!
1: i didn't ever watch that show all well right. alan was the skinny i think it was the skinny guy. alan was like the um the yeah. not charlie sheen right yeah correct all right the other one you didn't get was ryan howard ryan howard give me a decade 2000s 2000s uh big bang all theory. the way to now Big Bang Theory. No. Okay. Office. The Office. Ryan. Oh, man. I forgot. But you don't know his last name. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's uh, BJ Novak. BJ Novak. Yep. Newton's own. And then Carol Lambert. This is the one I knew. I thought you would definitely get this. Really? Yeah. Decade. 2000s? 90s. 90s? Yep. Carol Lambert. Can I give you a a name from a different name from that show? Oh, 100%. JT Lambert.
0: Oh, step by step. <laughs> I was trying to think when I heard Lambert. I was like, I knew that was a sitcom family of sorts, but yeah, that's freaking up, uh, Suzanne up. Summers. Or?
1: That is Carol Lambert, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, Suzanne Summers and Patrick Duffy.
1: Yep. Way <laughs> day to go! My day. So, so you did get seventy. I was right. So holy shit! Well, I got eight. Yay for me! I got eight. Well, I gave you a hint.
0: That was a great lightning round.
1: It's so exciting.
0: Uh, I'm going to start off with a TV recommendation. I know people love those. Step by Step? After you watch (laughs) Step by Step.
1: It's a place. It's (laughs) called Step by Step. I
0: mean, I wish, side note, I really wish if they put all, like, every episode that was ever, like, if they put out a curated, like, if they went back to TGIF Like you remember, TGIF and TGIF
1: was step by step. Family Matters.
0: Let's let's talk about TGIF. TGIF was Fox, right? Fox Friday night from eight o'clock to ten o'clock. Was it Fox? Wasn't it Fox? I don't think it was Fox. I think it was. Think it was like ABC. Was it ABC? I think you're right. It was ABC. Okay, so it was ABC every Friday night from eight to ten. From the time that we were probably in like, from like ninety four. 94 to 2000. But well, That's what? without looking it up. Family Matters. The original genesis of, of TGIF to me was Family Matters at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Step by step after that, I want to say. Dinosaurs. Oh yeah, and then like Herman's head or something like that was some whatever like the. No, it was hanging with Mister Cooper. Hanging with Mister Cooper. Well, a lot of stuff got cycled in and out of
1: TGIF. So I have a list right now of top ten TGIF so, r- shows.
0: Okay, so we'll we'll do this in a second. <laughs> uh, give me a second, I'll see if I can name all of them. But that. If someone like Netflix or someone curated like we're gonna in order put out every TGIF, so it'll be a four show block, and they'll tell you the date, and like this was this Friday in 1996, this was what was on TGIF like that night, and I bet it would tear a hole in
1: people's like wow, because I, really, I can really I can really remember. you know they redid the um happy not happy days. Like Jamie Foxx was in it and stuff. They redid. And Living in the, color. They these old shows for one night and it was live.
0: Oh yeah, the live. They did All in the Family and the Jeffersons. Yes, live.
1: Yeah. So that's close to what you're saying.
0: But uh, no, but I want the original shows. Right. I just want them in four episode blocks where it's just TGIF and like this is what was on TGIF this night and right. this year. You know. Because um, I remember, because all you would have to do is really get, get a hold of those shows, get the copyrights for those shows. Get the copyrights. And then just go look up TV guides from, you know, this day to this date and
1: figure it out. Well, I'm sure Aunt Becky needs the money, right? F- Full House wasn't the part of that, was it? It says it was. Wow. Full House. I'm doing top, sh- top 10 TGIF shows.
0: So, Full House, all right. Family Matters. Yep. Step by Step. Yep. Uh, dinosaurs. Yep. Is Herman's Head on there? No. I
1: mean, it might be, but it's not top 10.
0: Northern Exposure? No. Nope. All right. Then I'm
1: thinking of something else. Um, I'm going to fold. All right. It's You missed Perfect Strangers. Perfect
0: Strangers was not TGIF, dude. It was
1: 86 to 93. I think it was... Some of the first... It says it was. See, I'm I'm curious what they're... What, step by step. What they are calling TGIF. Did you TGIF. say step by step? Step by step, yeah. Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World, yep. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Was TGIF. Yeah.
0: Interesting. That...
1: Yeah, that was one of the later ones. 96 to 03. And Hanging with Mr. Hang Cooper Mr. was Cooper. 92 to 97. Yep.
0: Give it up. Give it up.
1: True. Yeah. Mark Cooper.
0: The the Hughleys the Hughleys yep, but that's that's some more contemporary stuff. I'm more I, I'm talking about like the genesis of TJF as I know it, right? Which is what I thought it was. I I, I thought it just went away in like the early. By like,
1: the way, it was ABC, ABC. It said wow. TJF was eighty nine to two thousand. Mm hmm. So FYI, you know, how did we get on this subject? I don't know. I have no idea. Well, the lightning round was 90s sit well it was sitcoms. Yeah. But then you started talking about you oh, you had a TV recommendation. Oh, yes, thank you. Then I interrupted you. <laughs>
0: um, uh, my TV recommendation, it is an HBO mini series. I've talked to Will about this off mic before. Everyone needs to stop what they're doing and watch Chernobyl. Okay. You have to
1: do it. But well, you said it was sad they said they it's kill, not kill well, dogs
0: it's obviously a, a sad story it <laughs> doesn't end well there's not a lot of winners in the story of chernobyl yep. uh but holy moly like just the details of it because for me it happened in 1986 the chernobyl explosion and the fallout of which um is still kind of reverberating in that area
1: well remind me when people can move in
0: they can't there no one can be in that area there's like a very large area that's about the size of Rhode Island in that area of Chernobyl where people are not allowed to be
1: but ever is it like 500 years
0: the way they explain it in the movie is that some of those you know radioactive particles that are still in that area will be firing for the next like 1000 years okay so I don't know when it's going to be cool for anyone to live there. And the show doesn't really address that either because it's more of a period piece. It kind of covers 86 when it happens to 89 to where the protagonist's story kind of ends. And, you know, spoilers like, you know, I won't even spoil it.
1: But it really covers just that three years. Is there a nuclear meltdown? Chernobyl? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a meltdown. I
1: think I said nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm embarrassed by that.
0: <laughs> a nuclear. But it's a crazy story. It is a insane circumstance. How it happens, at least this version of it. I, I read something recently that the Russian the Russian government obviously doesn't like this HBO portrayal of it. Sure. It's highly Britishized. Like it's one of those movies where it's like, hey, we're in Russia and everyone's Russian. Yet we're all British actors and we're all speaking in British accents. Right. You know what I mean. So you kind of have to like put that aside and sure. just pretend everyone's Russian.
1: But it is a like, shocking story. It's similar to the Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. Yes. Where it's like he's obviously not a samurai.
0: Well, no, well, he
1: plays an American.
0: <laughs> like, no, it's not like the Last Samurai.
1: It's the same concept.
0: The last samurai was American. (laughs) We all knew that. This is just like they're all British actors and they're all speaking. They're not speaking in like Russian accents. They're speaking in like British accents, but they're all Russian. It's one of those. Got it. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I haven't
1: seen it. I'm going to.
0: Oh, man. It is like it is so crazy. Like the power that any kind of because we have nuclear facilities here in Massachusetts. There's one. Isn't there one in like Plymouth? Or there was one in Plymouth for a while?
1: Not anymore, dude. It melted down. and Nobody can live there anymore.
0: It is crazy. Like, this place exploded and became, like, the most dangerous place on Earth. And um, it's just wild. It was just really the decisions of a couple of people. Right. And they were running a, a safety test in the middle of the night with the third shift people that didn't know what they were doing, and the fucking place blew up. And, like, that's pretty much it. And at that point, because of Russia... And the whole, you know, secrecy of real information.
1: Was that when USSR was around?
0: Yes, this was pre. Okay. This was pre. When you know, the USSR fall of communism. And the, you know, this is where I start to sound like this an idiot. This is alive. But I believe communism fell
1: in communism. communism yeah, communism is, fell. Well, communism is alive in other countries. I'm talking about just USSR. That's
0: how it is termed. That's when (laughs) communism fell. Um, like, like, it's late '80s, early '90s. Yeah, all right. It's somewhere in there. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. Or
1: like in Street Fighter, USSR. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: this is by no means an indictment on the Russian people or the (laughs) Russian government. I don't want to put this on the internet and end up on a list, but. The way they kind of conceal information over there made it a dangerous situation. Because here's a situation where we need to get information out very quickly. Like, hey, everyone who lives here needs to go that way. But, you know, they didn't want to admit that it was a problem. They didn't want to admit that there was an explosion. They didn't want to admit that it was even dangerous. So here are people living in the most dangerous place to live. And they're not being told, like, you need to get the fuck out of here until it's way too late. Right. And then you know, fast forward to a couple of generations of birth defects and miscarriages, and you know, um, livestock, oh, way to lighten things up, yeah, and livestock, you know, uh, abnormalities and and all this crazy shit. It's a crazy six-part mini series. Like it's only five episodes. It's five one-hour episodes. But man,
1: oh man, it is great television. All right, great television. I mean. Can you name the USSR character in Street Fighter? Zangief? Yeah. Yeah. All right.
0: (laughs) You pass. He was like a wrestler. Yep. That's true. He had like suplex guys. Again, Russia. I'd love to visit sometime. Got nothing but respect. I'm sure everyone's cool. But as far as information, traveling, and like public safety, I don't think they were on a system at that point where, you know, they could react and everyone kind of knew what was going on. Cause just to, just to give you an idea, this thing happened, this, this reactor blew up. Just the fact that the reactor blew up was such a, a fact that people didn't want to admit for such a long time that the townspeople kind of gathered just to kind of watch the fire. Do you know, like just imagine like right. 40 years ago, Where you had nothing to do and there wasn't the internet. If there was like a huge fire in town, you'd probably go and like watch the fire. Right. So like people gathered... Instead of watching it on the internet. (laughs) Exactly. So people kind of gathered on this bridge to watch the fire at Chernobyl. And they're just... And here comes like all this ash and like all this... And they're just being rained on with all this like radioactive activity. It's kids, you know, babies in baby carriages and like the whole deal. And it turns out that everyone on that bridge... Uh, died like within like three years or something like that mm-hmm. and and to this day they call it the bridge of death because like everyone who is there like that day to watch it is like no longer there it's fucking crazy <laughs> all right <laughs> and there's a whole dog episode i won't get into it too much but th- it's a real downer it's a downer episode okay well hey what do you got, Will? You got an upper?
1: I mean, yeah, I have a lot of things actually. Right. We just went to a um Me a, and pi- you? a pie place. Yeah. Yeah, we went to a place that sells pies. Yep. And I paid with Apple Pay. Yeah. Do you ever do that? Yeah. No, I haven't. <laughs> I don't know why I said yes. <laughs> I don't know why I said yes, but I know what it is. Yep, yeah, I do it all the time. Actually, no, I've never done it.
0: No, I, I, I don't have, I don't use Apple Pay, but I, I am aware of it.
1: I mean, so it's, I love it because it's easy. You don't take out your card, and you just put your phone you just tap near your it, phone. and you just tap the side, and like it authorizes, and it sends you the receipt, yep. like via email automatically, yep. I just feel weird doing it. I feel feel like pompous. Like pompous. I'm like some guy that you know. Like look at me. I I can pay without any cash or card. <laughs> you feel guilty flaunting your technology around? I guess. Yeah. Like look at this phone I have. It's like new and stuff. I mean, having come from the
0: service industry, well, <laughs> I can tell you that a lot of people who are using Apple Pay aren't the high and mighty that you think that they are. I think you're really? you're one of the the humble many that that use that technology.
1: You, so, like any poor, moron with poor an iPhone can use Apple Pay. Like, right?
0: What is so elite about Apple Pay? Well, everyone has an iPhone. I know. Literally but everyone.
1: A lot of people don't use. Cards. They use cash. Okay. No, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I know what you mean, but you shouldn't feel bad.
1: I feel like after I do it, I should like flip my phone in the air like four times and put it in my pocket. As if I'm it's some like sort you're of, doing a magic trick, right? Like, like David Copperfield. You should exactly. make your phone
0: like disappear.
1: And then I feel like the person behind the cashier or the cashier should like put her hand to her chest and like walk back three steps and like be <gasps> amazed. <gasps> like she like you like just I've never seen anybody do that.
0: Perform some black
1: magic. Right. Yeah.
0: Like she has the equipment to do it yet she's surprised you're doing it.
1: No one's ever used that before. <laughs> Boop.
0: <laughs> no, like everyone that that was a common theme too. Like when I was you know, in when I was working the the register area of the food place I managed. The um there there was the Apple Pay option and um people would always it'd be proudly there and it says apple pay and like people are like oh do you take apple pay i'm like yeah like it says it right there and then they would do it and then i would and then they would always be like huh like they'd almost be they'd be more they'd be so amazed <laughs> by it
1: 50 times we'd be like oh my god
0: like they're just so amazed by the technology of it that like the people who are actually working it like they see it way more often <laughs> and they're not as amazed by it anymore <laughs> But yeah,
1: I do know what you mean. That's That's all you want to think of that every time. (laughs) All right, I have a a question. Okay, do you know the Muffin Man? The difference between like street, (laughs) av, road, terrace, drive, the difference. There is a difference. There's a difference between all those.
0: What, as far as like during the naming process, right? Interesting. No, I don't know the difference.
1: You don't know any difference?
0: No, I, I thought it was arbitrary. I thought it would just didn't matter.
1: I have the dif- differences of like 12 different types of street names.
0: So you're st- you're telling me when they build a street, it has to meet a certain criteria to be called one of those things. Right.
1: Correct. Interesting. Like I, didn't I lived on a terrace. Okay. And this will make sense to you. Remember, I lived on... A uh, road in Brookline, and it was Mason a ter- terrace. It was a terrace. Yep. A road, a road that runs along the s- top of a slope. So remember, it was on Summit Ave. Yep. Yep. And it was on a slope. So yep. That's a terrace, and it kind of went
0: down to Com Ave on that one
1: side. Well, yeah, but it just runs along a slope. Yeah. Like. So there,
0: it's more of a topographical placement right. of the road. Correct.
1: Well, that, and then, so road means anything that connects two points.
0: Well, that's literally anything.
1: A way is a side street off a road. A street is a public way with buildings on both sides. An avenue is, it also has trees and buildings on both sides. A boulevard is a wide street in a city with trees and greenery on both sides. There's generally a medium in the middle. Oh, okay. A lane (laughs) is a narrow road, often in a rural area. Okay. A drive is a winding road that has a route shaped by natural features like a lake or a mountain.
0: Yeah, and that goes like around stuff. Yep,
1: yep, yep, yep. A place is a road with no throughway. A road with no
0: throughway.
1: And a court is a road with no throughway that ends in a loop or a cul-de-sac.
0: Yeah, yeah. A court's usually like a cul-de-sac, yeah.
1: Or a plaza or a square is a public, sp- a public space that's surrounded by businesses or streets. Yep,
0: yep. So go back to road and street. Go back to road and street. What's the... A road road is just a... Anything that
1: connects two points. See,
0: what does that mean? That's literally anything. Like, me and you connect two (laughs) points. We're not a road.
1: (laughs) A street is a public way with buildings on both sides. So that's... And these often run perpendicular to avenues. Okay. So I live on an avenue.
0: So they're just talking about the side streets off of an avenue. That have buildings on both sides. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, because I I grew up on a street off of a street. I I grew up off of, I grew on I grew up on Pitkin Street, you grew which up on was the streets, which was off of Porter Street and and East Center Street. So I guess, would that be possible to have three streets connected? It has to be. Yeah. I did I, I did always wonder about the criteria with that or what
1: what I thought it was arbitrary. I thought it just didn't matter. I mean, it, it is. <laughs> that as well. All right, cool.
0: So, the women's world cup is on now. Have you been keeping
1: up? Yeah, didn't they win like 18 to nothing? Well, yeah,
0: the US women won
1: uh 13 to
0: nothing the other day. But I've just been watching. I've been watching all the games. I think it's great. I think world-class soccer, really, on any level, is um, a lot of fun to watch. You mean football? We call it soccer, but, yeah, I mean, whatever you want to call it. Uh, have you watched any of it? No. Have you watched any, like, professional or high-level soccer the last couple of years? Nope. Okay. So what you might have missed, and I just noticed it. I mean I didn't miss it, but I, I did know about this, but I didn't realize like how obvious it was. When you're watching these games, you'll notice the players kinda look like they're all hunchbacked and the closer you they zoom in on them, they have like something poking off of their backs, like under their jersey. And it's like a it they looks might. like no, it's like it looks like a battery. It looks like it. It would be like a, I'm trying to look around the room. It, it it's like a mouse. Imagine if that mouse was like strapped to the middle of your back, and then you put your shirt on over it. You know what I mean? So like all the players have that kind of thing on there, and I looked it up, and it turns out that like, of uh, pretty much all football and soccer players in the world wear these things now, and they're called.
1: Um, Football meaning soccer.
0: Yeah, well, football like American football too. Oh, okay. They wear them too. They're they um they're tracking devices, and it's to measure a myriad of things. So the one that just to give you an example, the one that the U.S. women national team uses is called. It's through Stat Sports. It's the Apex Pro Series, and they're billed as the most advanced athlete performance tracking device ever. All right. So this is right on their website so this is stat sports so this this is just like imagine like a like a thick cell phone like something a, th- a cell phone size but like but like two inches thick it's like a brick that they put in the middle of your back and mm-hmm. you have to wear like a sports bra and then this thing is kind of attached to your back and guys it's the same thing and they were showing guys on their website here I'll show you right here See if I can navigate this and show you what I'm talking about. Well,
1: These our are gentlemen can't see.
0: Well it's just so you can follow along. That's a gentleman wearing one and it just looks like a guy wearing like a sports bra. Yep. Alright. And like the the actual thing kind of goes in the middle a of the bag. A bro. Back. Yeah, a bro. So this one in particular, I'm just gonna read some of the specs and you can tell me if this is impressive or not. It's the Apex Pro Series. It's designed for professional team sports. All right. All right. So, Statsport's brand, Apex, is the most advanced athlete performance tracking device ever released. Apex integrates the latest technologies on the market, including augmented 18 hertz GPS, Okay. I'm waiting to see if that's impressive. 400 hertz ex- accelerometer and Bluetooth LE. LE? LE. Okay. To create the most powerful and accurate tracking device on the market. Again, I'm looking to Will to see if that's like a well, real tracking thing.
1: what? His heart rate?
0: So using a highly optimized and powerful embedded processor apex has the capability to calculate over 50 metrics in real time on the device this capability allows StatSports to provide the most precise live metric data in the industry data that accurately matches post session download
1: yeah, I, this is all marketing sales i'm just reading it straight off the thing so this is what this is what they're
0: they're saying that they can they that they can uh, I won't go through all of them but it's this sort of thing total distance run you know meters per minute okay current speed max speed this is all very good detail accelerations uh, fatigue index heart rate um, got it step balance dynamic they can measure how many times you sprint and actually how far you're running during your sprints compared to like how far you're running
1: so to me this is like the next level athlete stat. Yes. Where, like, in the 90s and 2000s, they would be like, okay, these, you know, all these crazy stats would be like, wow, these are crazy stats. Like, how do people think of these things? And now it's like, oh, John Smith on this team, like, has the best heart rate like the best athleticism out of the whole team and like he can last the longest of like running and like that's an and actual he should staff. play the most minutes 100%
0: like, and literally his blood can process oxygen better right. than like the rest of the team yeah
1: he's doping <laughs> is what but i thought it was cool so
0: really there's like but there's like a person with at, with the training staff that kind of sits at a laptop on the sideline and, and monitors all this stuff and they track everything, like their their hydration, like everything, so they can be like, oh, this person's been out there too long. And they've been running well, too fast. We're all
1: gonna have these little chips in us anyway. And this, That's what it I mean. Starts starts with the athletes.
0: Hundred percent. Like I to me, this this is like this is like the original brick cell phone, and like fast forward to 30 years, this is going to be an implant that like that it'll be something underneath our skin that we could oh, like check to, on our phones. I
1: went to a tech conference that they were literally doing implants of like little,
0: I heard about little that. devices. The little. We covered that on the thing with like the little <laughs> rice, the little yeah. rice, the
1: little rice devices. But anyways, if,
0: if anyone's watching uh, world cup or I, I don't know what sports are going to start having them or not. It, I could see the advantage in in soccer and football because it's a a lot of running and you probably want to cover in in a tournament style thing you want to maybe make sure people aren't getting overexerted. But I could see this being like in basketball too. It's true. Statsports, Apex Series. Official sponsor of Trivial
1: Podcast. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. When you go to a public toilet oh right okay so you mean every day every day yeah i guess <laughs> every, every day every I'm in day every day you go to a public toilet <laughs> no, no. do you are you a nester oh we're talking public twos yeah it's public twos <laughs> number twos do you nest
0: i nest in public i nest so first
1: of all what Okay, I'll let you finish. Describe your nest.
0: Well, first of all, one are we layer. talking multi stall? Are we talking a multi stall? Like, do I get a pick of the litter, or is it like, uh, do I have to just take take it or leave it? I don't know what that means. So, for, step one is I check all the stalls, and I'll find the, the seat that's in the best condition. <laughs> uh, if I don't have to do any like it's physical like three cleanup.
1: stalls, sure, you pick the best one. All right.
0: So if if it's a seat that looks like doesn't have human shit or piss on it. I'll still build a nest. And it's it'll be a one layer?
1: Like you'll put one layer of toilet toilet paper down? Yeah,
0: one layer. They'll overlap at the corners, but one layer will do it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What do you think you're accomplishing there? What are you avoiding?
0: I gotta tell you, it's more about peace of mind. Like, I really don't think I'm avoiding anything. I I really don't. I really don't think I'm avoiding anything that's that's dangerous. I think if it's really that dangerous and it's on that toilet seat, I think I'm I'm coming in pretty good contact with it.
1: So one layer of toilet paper, you know, toilet paper is porous. So like, it, it goes through. You might
0: as well. It's an accelerant, as far as I'm concerned. It's- <laughs>
1: so i read that you have to do at least 2 or 3 layers to like
0: for nesting to be like like a thing
1: yeah to say there's like matter on there right that if that person was sick are you talking about shit are you talking about yep. like like bacteria both
0: Bacteria, I don't expect to see. I mean, I that's that's why I mentioned the the initial look because I'm trying to make sure I'm not sitting in shit, and I hope people aren't blindly sitting down on public toilet seats without a good once over.
1: Well, you need multiple layers. <laughs> multiple layers. I'm just telling. Where you. Where is this from? What what this are you what are you from getting from a scientific article? <laughs> and there's ten times more. Bacteria on your cell phone.
0: Oh, 100%.
1: And 10 times more bacteria on every single doorknob you touch. 100,
0: 100, 100%. Because people's butt cheeks are probably the the cleanest part of their body. Right.
1: They're covered all day. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's touching it. You're absolutely right. I mean, you're blowing my mind, actually. Just throwing it out there. What are you what did you what is this? What are you reading this it's from? It's just a public service announcement. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for wanting to get your opinion
0: on behalf of the audience. Thank you. Um on the topic of what was it? scientific articles? I guess. Is that what you said? On the topic of scientific articles. Um I have one here that I used to reference a lot. I heard someone Loosely describing this study um, that kind of covers a lot of stuff, but it was mainly it was it was a journal from the journal Nature. It was the November 18th issue, and this was from 2004. So I think November 18th, 2004, the journal Nature, uh, they published like scientific set studies and stuff. So I always referenced, I always heard that like, um, I just started running. Okay. Um, I, I've, I've run off and on, I've done, I've done four half marathons. I'm going to do my fifth this year in October. So I always heard that running, like not a lot of things run 23 miles straight or 24 miles straight to like run a marathon or even like 13.1, which is what. A half marathon would things be things meaning like animals just, too. Just just animals on the planet. Like not a lot of things can run that far without stopping. You know, like it's just a weird characteristic of sure. humans that will we're able to do that for a long time. Okay, so there there have been these theories that have come out of that, where I don't, I don't even have I talked about this on the show before. No. Okay. There are these theories that kind of come out and the one that kind of always resonated with me was this thing that I'd heard described about where, um, humans developed that skill by, you know, living out on the Savannah, you know, cradle of humanity to type shit. And there's all these herd animals out there and humans, Seemingly, if they had this ability to run that far, they could just kind of chase something until it got too tired to run and it just fell down and they it's would just giant. run up and kill it. Like, you know, like if you chase a wildebeest for 10 miles, it gets tired and it stops. Mm. Like, it'll just kind of give up and then you carry the motherfucker back to the village and you're king shit. So, like, I always liked that as, like, a, oh, like it was just kind of like a part of our thing that we developed just out of survival. So I looked up the article the other day that this actually came from, and that's just like a that's like a a real small section in the study. The main part of the section was about how these guys, their names are Dennis Bramble, who's a Harvard University anthropologist. This is back in two thousand four, so who knows what, what they are now. Oh, I'm sorry. Dennis Bramble is a University of Utah biologist, and Daniel Lieberman is a harvard university anthropologist like i said at least in 2004 they were they completed this study and they they were the ones who kind of said that here i'll read it right here bramble and lieberman argued that our genus homo homo sapien but the term homo the the genus name evolved from ape-like human ancestors called uh austro Austra, australopithecus which is I've heard I've heard it said before but I'm forgetting how to say it. They they were like these other kind of they weren't ape-like, they were more upright and they were the first kind of proven to be like runners. So like this was their whole study was about how we're more like them because they were runners and it more shaped like our whole skeletal structure was based on running mm-hmm. and being able to run cuz forever it was just like oh we just came from apes we just came from apes and the more you look at it like no we're we're not like apes the way like the apes have like evolved compared to but then they found this australopithecus and it's like oh we're more like this guy who's not related to the apes but it changed everything but here's like a quick thing that they go through on just how running supposedly has changed everything and it's kind of a, a mind blow they talk about just like length of legs like, we have long legs, and so did this other thing. And apes generally kind of have short appendages, and they still do. Uh, like, our sweat, the way we sweat is kind of, is kind of like... Um, we kind of sweat from the top down, especially in the head. And uh, so, like, our sweat glands in our head, like, will drain sweat over our face, which cools the blood in our head. So when the blood kind of goes back to our heart from our head, it's cooler than it was when it went up. It's like this weird auto cooling system that we have i was reading all about it, i was like this is fucking crazy but but it's just interesting to to figure out the like just to look at the the animal characteristics of what humans can do compared to like just animals like if i see a tiger i'm like that tiger could fuck me up in like a million different ways but i could out i could run further than it you know what i mean and that's kind of wild to think about
1: yeah, but you can't outrun a tiger.
0: <laughs> but that's what I mean, because that's that that was like they addressed it in this study too. It's like kind of the old way it was of thinking was, oh, here's this cheetah that'll run sixty miles an hour
1: for like four minutes.
0: Yeah, for like no, but no, they'll run sixty miles an hour for thirty seconds, right? And then they're dog tired and they
1: can't they can't move after that. Well, it's like a crocodile or like yeah, that you you tire it out while it does the gator roll. What, oh, that's alligator Yeah, it but. exerts
0: a lot of energy right away, and then it's kind of done. But, like, our our advantage, for whatever reason, it's this, like, over... And it has, to, has a lot to do with, like, our skeletal structure, and we're upright, and we're bipedal, and we sweat in a certain way that cools us down, and, like, it gave us this, like, evolutionary advantage just based on that. But it's just interesting that, like... This article more talks about how running shaped us instead of how we shaped running. Okay. It's weird, but it's 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 a mind blow. Look it up, November 18th episode of Nature. It's a journal, it's a it's a it's a story from uh, Mr Mr Bramble and Mr Lieberman. Mr Tuttle? Yeah, Mr Tuttle, Mr <laughs> Bramble and Mr Lieberman. Okay. It's really cool. No, it's fucking cool. I just like stuff that makes me feel as like a human more like I just like people who talk about human beings in like animalistic terms like oh this is how we've evolved and this is where we because too much stuff kind of separates us from the animal kingdom I think like oh this is a million reasons why we're different from you know brother fox or father bear where we're really.
1: We evolved from dogs.
0: Unless you believe in the whole, you know, we're aliens and we got dropped here a while back, but that mm-hmm. that's some wild shit, too. Scientology. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you know humans.
0: I do know humans.
1: The past 20 years, we've been developing a spike in the back of our heads. Like the, like the occipital bone? Yeah, between your neck and the back of your skull. Between your neck and the back of the skull. I'm feeling Like right just now. above your neck. Yeah,
0: I'm feeling it right now.
1: We're developing a spike.
0: Really? So it's getting more pronounced? Right.
1: Because we're looking at our cell phones. Oh, my God. So people who oh. um, look at... Uh, spine, I don't know what they're called, but they look at your spine and your skull and people keep coming in in their earlier years being like, oh, I kind of have like an ache in my neck and my upper neck. And they'll do an x-ray and they have more bone structure that's like in their upper neck area and Mm -hmm. there's like a little bit of a spike or like a, Mm -hmm. a more of a mass of like bone. Mm-hmm. and it's just compensating for
0: the hunched-over posture. The hunched-over,
1: they call it the text neck. Oh, the text my God. Neck. And it's very pronounced in the past 20 years and a lot of young people. See, That's this is what... It's like bone buildup in the back of your neck. But
0: this is the evolutionary stuff that kind of like... I want people to kind of notice this, because they, they're always like, oh, you know... It takes. I mean, sometimes it takes a million years for something to happen, but sometimes it doesn't take much at all. And really, it's it's a mind <laughs> blow. It's a it's crazy how fast we can change on a skeletal structural structural level, just just with like a a, a new factor like cell phones over like thirty years. Right, it's, it's pretty wild.
1: Yeah, it's called external.
0: Like I'm touching Ocu- mine right now. I'm touching my spike. Ex-
1: and I and I don't like it. External occipital protuberance. What is it? External
0: External occipital
1: occipital. Yeah. Protuberance.
0: Protuberance. I don't like that shit, man. That's
1: what it's called. I'm going to work on that. A growth which appears on the back of the head. The back of the head. The last Decade of twenty. This person's twenty-eight career. He has noticed more patients have had the protrusion, which was once considered rare, and it's also called text neck. And it's a bone buildup to help keep your head up. Keep your head up. So, like, it's compensation, like trying to. Yeah. Right.
0: Wow! Yeah, so it's like your body being like, "Oh, your head's down." Right. Too much.
1: Yep. God damn it! I have a just a quick thing of a past episode. Okay, I got one more thing well, too. I just a quick thing. Do you
0: want to end on it, or do nope. you want me to go for? Okay, you go. Ahead.
1: go you end. I'll do okay. this. It's an update of Joey Voto. Joey Votto. Yep. Joey Votto. Yep. He, he was the guy who like never struck out. He finally popped up to first. He's, this
0: is the first time he's popped up to the first. The
1: first time he popped up to first. So he has now... <laughs> he finally oh, no. popped up to first. He finally popped up to first. Great. This is like a, a small thing I've had for a while. I didn't do any research on it. But he. another thing is that he's homered. He's. I think he's the only guy who's homered in all nine spots of the order
0: oh that's cool yeah he's bad at
1: ninth A little fun fact he's bad at ninth well for maybe he was like hurt or something i don't know but yeah he's wow so he did he finally popped up to, oh it was the guy who's never Popped up to, like, third shortstop or first or something. Well,
0: you said he'd never, he, he'd he only, in like, a t- in, like, a 10 or 12-year career. Like he, oh, yeah, he, he only like, popped up, like, seven like times. Like, seven times or right. something like that. But
1: he never, oh, yeah, that was the thing. He never popped up to first or the catcher.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then everything else was, like, once. You're
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> and, but then the second thing was, yeah, he homered He finally homered in all nine spots of the order, and I don't think anybody's done that. So a little fun fact. That is a fun fact. That's very fun. Joey Voto. Joey Voto.
0: Um, Will and I have entered a blood pact to go to uh, the Grand Slam tennis matches over the next how long, Will? Well, I said 20, 20 years. I said 20 years. I hope we do it quicker than 20 years. But Will is a tennis guy. For those I think we've talked about it on the show, Will played tennis in high school. Uh, I have never played tennis. Uh, Will still kind of tangentially follows tennis. I do not, but I kind of do. I know the names and I kind of know the history. I have a sports center's knowledge of tennis. But,
1: you know. It is what it is. But you want to go to all four Grand Slams? I would
0: love to go to the Grand Slams. And obviously, you would too. So, we've kind of decided. For the people who
1: don't know, U.S. Open, French Open, Wimbledon, Australian Open.
0: They're the four major tennis tournaments over the year. They constitute what is called the Grand Slam. We are going to go to preliminary rounds.
1: Well, preliminary. Work. I want to get that
0: bang for my buck. I, I don't want to go first
1: round to fourth round, then it goes semifinals. No, then it goes quarterfinals. How semifinals, long does that? Finals. How long finals. does that first to four four round take? I think it's a couple of weeks. Six days. Let's do that because the whole tournament's two weeks.
0: I want to go when there's the most tennis happening, and there's like, and we can just kind of pick and choose right. what we want to see. Yep, that's when I want to go.
1: Yeah, the whole tournament's two weeks, so we'd probably go the first week. Oh.
0: How great would that be, dude?
1: But, so, anyways. I got to see a final eventually. You want to see a final? Yeah, at least one of them. Oh,
0: man. All right. We can talk more. Got but, anyways, we've decided to go. So, I, I've started to look up just kind of like. Ticket uh, sales? No. Just. <laughs> that's a, I'll look that up next time. But just kind of like fun facts about, you know, each and kind of um, what the deal is. So, if you don't know. Um, The U.S. Open and the Australian Open Will, you can correct me on this They're both hard court Yep Okay Correct Uh, Wimbledon is grass mm-hmm. And the French is clay Alright okay. Do you
1: know the fourth type? But uh, it's like not AstroTurf har- or? No nope. What? Well, no it's not What? It's carpet Carpet Well,
0: that's kind of what I'm talking about It's like fake grass And
1: it's No, it's not It's like fake hard court I mean, that's what it feels like. I've it's like ha- soft? I've, yeah, it's like soft. It's like gummy hardcore.
0: gummy hardcore? Right. Gotcha. So, the clay. So, we're going to talk about the clay at the French Open. The so, clay. do you know what it is? I've played on it many times. Played on what? Clay? Clay. What do you mean? What do you mean you've played on it?
1: What, do I, I've played on clay courts before.
0: Okay, n- not at Roland Garros? Not at Roland Garros. Okay.
1: But it's the same thing. Is like, it? It is. Is it, Will? So I So do you know what the I, clay is, like what
0: it is? The clay? Just what it like what it's made of.
1: Um clay.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. So this is what the clay is <laughs> at Let the French away. Open. Originally, the use of clay was merely a practical consideration. The Renshaw brothers back in 1880 in Cannes apparently used powdered terracotta to cover grass courts that were wilting in the heat. So they had grass courts in France originally, but it was so hot and they didn't get enough rain there that the grass would just get scorched. So they wanted to cover it. So they started crushing up terracotta like that clay colored sure. just to kind of cover it and like have a surface that they can like play tennis on. Since then, technology has obviously developed, but the concept remains the same. The earth is covered with a total of five layers, each around 80 centimeters in depth. Okay? So this is what they do. So the first layer is made up of stones. Okay? The second layer... So 80 centimeters, just to give you... Like, what is that? That's like that's like almost a yardstick. So they'll call that like two and a half feet true so two and a half feet of rocks okay and then the next layer this is what the french this is what the french open courts okay yeah so 80 centimeters of stones followed by 80 centimeters of gravel and then 80 centimeters of clinker which is also called like volcanic residue sure okay limestone okay and then finally, a thin layer of crushed brick, about two millimeters thick, which gives the court that that like red clay color. Sure. Okay. But that's what's going on as you dig deep. If you like took a shovel to that court, that's right. what you would find. Well That's crazy. I thought that was fucking nuts.
1: Well, I it's not had clay because I always played with a lot of spin, either topspin or backspin. So yeah.
0: But it's not your classic clay. Like, the clay court that you played on was probably a clay pit. Because they have those, too. And they have, like, you kind of keep it manicured. And
1: and you can slide on it.
0: I used to mow a lawn in my hometown when that's how I made money in my my early teens. And a guy had a clay court in his backyard. And, like, that's what it was. It was, like, a clay thing right. that he would have, like... A guy would
1: come over with this, like, ancient-looking machine to, like, level it off and stuff. Well, old people love to play on it because it's easy on the knees. You can hundred percent slide mm-hmm. instead of just stopping you immediately. You don't
0: have to mow it. You don't have to do any of that.
1: Right. But even just hardcore, it's like if you went for a ball, it's like... It pounds on the pounds joints. It pounds on the joints. Yeah. And then, but if you play on clay, you can just slide everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Still uh, haven't played tennis
1: with Will after
0: all these years. How long have we known each other?
1: What S- year is it? Some rackets over there in the corner.
0: You know, we're coming up. I know the show. How long have we been doing the show?
1: Mm, two years.
0: A couple of years. Um, it's coming up. So if this. When did I meet you? I met you in two thousand two. So coming up. Coming up in a couple months, it'll be our 17 year friendship
1: anniversary. Isn't that fun? Uh yeah, you should give me a present. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um that's
0: all I had. Did you have anything?
1: No. No, well, this is a big waste of time. Thanks
0: for sticking around <laughs> for, for <laughs> episode thirty eight.
1: Uh, uh my name's Casey. Yep. Uh shout out to Crow Chilling. Thirty eight. Sh- thirty eight by 38 Bye. Studios. Bye.